Hello, everyone, and Hello. welcome back to Curio City. I'm Lauren. I'm Adam. And today, if you clicked on today's episode, you are going to be oh truly my God. just blessed by Brittany Taylor. It's such a good episode. I think it's the first episode that I got about six whole minutes into the episode. You did, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh. Oh, there's so many things. I literally go through. So what I do is I go through and I listen to it and I really try to like find the moments that are amazing and try to pull those out. I already had three or four by the time I hit six minutes and the whole episode was that way. I know. It's I really know. Cool. She's she's incredible. And I loved having the conversation with her. Yeah. Um, but if you're, you know, just clicking on and you're just an avid listener of Curio City and you're like, who is this person? So Brittany Taylor, uh, she is. She's very multifaceted, as many of our guests are. Yeah, um, She is a mom. She is an IT director for a growing celebrity business. Um, she is a Thai woman and uh, a reality TV alum for, from uh, Very Cavalry, if you've ever seen mm-hmm. that. Um, then you know Brittany. Um, and yeah, so Brittany's life is truly a patchwork of diverse experiences. Yeah, which you'll hear in the episode, too. It's yeah. so She really does get into so many little pieces like, I feel like you guys really did a deep dive on like six or seven different topics yeah. and everything was so well flushed out. And I feel like she was just so vulnerable in it. And it's she amazing was. to hear. She definitely came in very like ready and willing to be vulnerable, which is something I love about her, uh-huh. which she is on her social media as well. Like she just is very She's authentic. just herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's just real. Mm-hmm. She's very real. Okay. So then a couple of things just to give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about besides, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of who she is now, you've know, you know her. Um, but we do talk about a little bit about her experience on reality TV yeah. um, and just the impact that that had in her life. Um, but we also really talked about, a lot of balancing acts um, like motherhood, again, her IT career and mm-hmm. entrepreneurship as a whole. Um, and we explore her Thai heritage. And that was a fun part of the conversation. I talked about my experience as, you know, an indigenous woman and her as a Thai woman and yeah. us being, you know, having uh, kind of a like mixed experience of things. And um, that was really, we really relate on that level yeah and that was fun yeah that was really we cool got to dive i love that, that piece of the conversation yeah yeah it was great um and we talked about her grandma's influence on the way she's like raising her child um and i, I yeah i thought that was like so fascinating how she's like blending her like her ancestry and she can't provide the same experience she had but she can carry the torch in a different way and that was right. such a cool little piece right no, yeah, I love that. I think that's so important for so many, so many people, whether you're mixed or if you're, you're just trying to live into your heritage, like right. whatever it is that you're trying to do, you're going to do it your own way. And that's going to be unique. And you are going to be the grandma one day that yeah. somebody's talking about how they were trying to pass the torch. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's sweet. I, that's a sweet way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about her choosing, you know, a partnership with her partner mm-hmm. um, over marriage. That was fascinating. Um, when we talked about curiosity, obviously, as a key um, to her personal and professional success, yeah. something that we are all about here at mm-hmm. Curiosity. Um, and then, like I said, entrepreneurship motivations. And we talked about her gardening passions. That was fun. <laughs> a little... When she was like on the side of the road, if she likes it, she's going to grab it and put it in her garden. I'm like, that's incredible. Yeah. Yes. That's just like very who she is. Um, and yeah, so we talked about the, the role of curiosity in Brittany's life and her mindset. And then we reflected on her personal growth and transformation, her spirituality, things like that. So 
Um, it is, like you said, Adam, kind of a mixed bag. We do talk about lots of um, different things, but it's really all about who she is. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, she's multifaceted, so we had a lot to cover. Yeah. It's so interesting to see so much curiosity and so much growth and healing come from like one person. She yeah. went through her own deconstruction journeys of her mm-hmm. own and to just see that all just amalgamate into the person who she is now. Like it's, it's great. It's another person that we get to see go through this in real time and just continue to be vulnerable online and yeah it's really great adam texted me while he was listening to the episode he said you just need to rebrand the podcast which we're not doing don't you worry <laughs> but he was like you need to rebrand the podcast to, to oldest daughters yeah and i was like yeah maybe but maybe we should just create that merch that we were talking about yeah so maybe we'll have some oldest daughter merch but anyway um any last thoughts just tune into this episode of The Oldest Daughters. Yeah, tune into this episode. Um, you guys are going to love Brittany Taylor. Follow yeah. her. Give us a follow if you haven't already. And we'll see you on the other side. Enjoy this episode. Brittany Taylor. I, I haven't done one of these in so long. I feel like I'm like, what, what do I do? Do I talk? Do I, who, who am I? Hold, what do I touch? I'm like, oh, thank you for giving me tea because yeah. I wouldn't know where to put my hand. Of course, I know. Same. This is why we have props. <laughs> well, welcome to Curio City and thank cheers. You. Cheers. Uh, I love it. Okay. So yeah, we were just talking, obviously, you do a lot of things. You've been a lot of things. Been a lot of things. Um, Which is part of being a curious cutie that's what I, we call the listeners now we're all curious Ooh, cuties i love it so you are clearly one of those because good for merch you, it is right we yeah. we're working on it okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the works um but yeah so as somebody who's like you're constantly working on yourself yeah and transforming that's like a big part of who you are i mean even how you come across online like yeah. on your socials like you're all about just like doing your very best yeah. with what you've got but like, on, honestly lately i feel like i am like you ever get overwhelmed from transforming and you're just yes. like, okay i would just like to be yes in this moment i don't need to i don't need to shed my scales i don't need to like create a new i just want to be for a moment do you it. ever feel like you're fighting a, like yourself in that way yeah I think, and I, I, I said this to you off, but I, I, off screen, but I really feel like it's our generation a little bit is that we're this constant like hustle, like what's yeah. next or what are you doing or what's going on? And I, I went to dinner, um, with my partner and you know, his friends show up and they're all like, Oh, blah, blah. blah. And then, you know, it's always, always becomes a conversation of like, what are you doing? Right. And I, I feel like, I don't know if it's generational. I don't know if it's just the world that we live in, but I, I, I feel like if I don't say something big then it feels flat yeah and I just want to be okay in feeling flat like I just want to be like honestly today I watched Hell's Kitchen for two, two seasons and I did absolutely nothing yep. and I work day in and day out right now and I'm just I made dinner yep that, that's what I'm doing I'm a yep. mom right now you know yep but other days I want to be like I, I mean I have a list I, I woke up at 3 a.m yesterday and I was like okay I want to I want to get this you know I want to do a podcast or I want to I want to do another business or right um, you know I want to <laughs> I, I want to travel you know at least three times next year and then I get into these little funks where I was like I just want to curl in my couch so I don't know. I don't know what I am. I feel like the the hustle brain, like it does come in spurts. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's the right word, but like bursts, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like what makes a lot of us multifaceted human beings feel like kind of crazy is, is the fact that it comes in bursts. And then we like do a bunch of reflection. We're like, oh, but I really just want to live my life like with my kid, with my dogs, yeah. with my garden, you know, whatever it is. It's yeah. like, 
And then that makes you be like the, it's not even really a high and low because not one is high and not one is low, but like just the contrast is what makes, I feel like a lot of us feel like chaotic within ourselves when it's really like a lot of us are already like that. Like we, we could relate a lot more if it was spoken about more Yeah, that like the contrast of like our even desires. Um, and that's been a huge, you know, topic for us here, like on the podcast is like, how do we embrace the like self-employed or like entrepreneur side of ourselves as well as embracing that slower life like we're taking from multiple generations of lessons I feel like yeah we're like watching our parents and then watching our grandparents like taking the best from kind of all that we've seen and gleaned and we're like okay now how do I do all of that yeah well also I think you have to think about where it's coming from too right Right. I, I think about all the time like is my motivation coming from the never-ending uh what's it what's it called the the syndrome where you never think you're doing good enough Mm -hmm. um yeah like imposter syndrome yeah is it coming from imposter syndrome where like I want my mom to be proud of me and I I, I need to have the next best thing or um am I competing with somebody that I see online that I think is you know something that I need to aspire to be for whatever reason is it because I want better for my kids is it simply because I need to pay a bill you know and that's where like I, I I've been sitting with is all of these things I'm coming up with are all these things that I, I had like a massive breakdown two weeks ago. And I, I was like, where is it coming from? This mm-hmm. never ending, never enough. Um, and and honestly, I think like, my breakdown was last week, by the way. So I feel like there must be something <laughs> in the air. Oh, my gosh. And I just I it's it's what am I doing it for? Because yeah. I, and I and then I think about, too, like we grew up, we're the generation of the iPhones. We're the generation right. of the Internet. We're the generation of all of these new technologies and these new waves. And yep. um, and I feel like sometimes I'm competing with smart people. I don't even know. Right. I'm like, man, am I going to ever get to Bill Gates level? I don't know. Right. Do I, and then do, well, I do we want, want it? Right. Do I do I want it? Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I'm at now is this, is like, okay, at at this moment, am I happy or do I need more? And if I need more, why do I need more? Because I need more space because I want chickens. Right. (laughs) Or do I need more because I want more space because somebody on Instagram looks like they have a bigger house than me and I am not, you know, legitimate without something more affluent. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, those are the questions that are like constantly spiraling. And again, I feel like that's what makes us feel like. That's what like leads to the breakdowns. Oh yeah. Cause like we're asking, we're so reflective. I feel like this generation, like we're very much like introspective and trying to understand why we're thinking the way we're thinking, feeling the way we're feeling. Like, why are we making the choices we're like making? And it's like, we're trying to be as intentional and conscious because we're like, well, you know, we only have this much. It's like the YOLO yeah. generation too. It's oh, like yeah. So- yeah. Yeah. You only live once. I'm like, okay, well, does that mean I'm supposed to travel everywhere and then never pay my rent? <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, what do, what my YOLO is? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, oh man, I just, I think about my twenties and I think about how easy it felt. It's so weird. And, I mean, and that's when people say, you know, don't worry about age. Age isn't but a number, but that's not true. I think every decade I've been like, I, I felt I could reinvent myself. And mm-hmm. I, I specifically remember being in my twenties and being around, um, this lady I met at a gas station and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I, I don't remember maybe the Bahamas or Bali. And she's like, Oh, I wish I could travel. I'm like, you totally do it. And she's like, I can't mama. I'm stuck. And I don't know why this is gonna make me cry. But like the last couple of weeks was the first time in my life. I feel 
stuck. Mm. Like I feel like if I wanted to make a change in my business, uh, I can't because I have a mortgage to pay and a yep. child to take care of yep. and people that depend on me. Mm. Uh, I also feel like we're the generation of generational trauma breaks, right? We, we're breaking mm-hmm, curses mm-hmm. and we're being better. And I feel like if I don't keep going, if I'm not going forward, I'm going backwards. And then I'm, I'm, I'm constantly having to turn around and be like, okay, am I breaking generational trauma right now? Okay, good. Mm. Am I breaking another mm-hmm. one? Okay, I'm good. And it, so long as I'm rising the ladder of generational curses, then I'm good. But yeah. if I'm doing nothing, then am I, uh, I don't know. Am I worth it? Like, mm. is it, is it, Am I doing the work? Am I doing it? Yeah. Do I have to always do the work? I don't right. Know. You know? Oh, where are you? So do you have siblings? I have five siblings. Oh gosh. Yeah. Where are you in the, the lineup? I'm the, I'm the oldest. That is another theme. Yeah. Okay. That I keep finding <laughs> yeah. um, for the people, like the guests that we have on. Um, I think it's just the people that I love and just relate to. Our oldest like daughters. Yeah. Um, Cause that is me. And that's like so many of our guests at this point. Um, and that's like, Maybe we just all have that pressure. We're very curious. We want to do our best. We, you know, want to break the generational curses. But, you know, I saw this thing and I'm going to butcher it, but it was something along the lines of like your parents also broke generational curses. Yes, not all of them. Like we can't break all of them. Like we're not going to be able to in one lifetime. But they did as well. And I think that one gives you like that grace for your parents. It's like they also did the work like they did their work as much as they knew how to they broke generational curses and you will as well and it's just part of life but you're not going to break all of them like right. that's just and it's I may just create not new ones right you know while I'm, while <laughs> as I'm, we do I'm wreaking havoc you know I think and I think about that all the time when I watch River um mm. you know she's and she's my first daughter too so I'm like yep. okay I know <laughs> I know the pressure you have right now yeah. to be perfect to make the milestones but I I see her and then I see how I was brought up and I, and I, I want, there are certain things I want for her and I want to instill in her. And then there are certain things I'm like, how do I, how do I teach out something that was instilled in me? Right. Like if, Mm. like for example, Mm -hmm. you know, my mom was a perfectionist with me. If it wasn't an A, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. And I find myself with River being like, well, she's not talking enough. Do you think that that means something? Or, Mm. you know, hey, she made this like weird little whatever. Do you think that that means something? And at first it was just a mom tick, right? Right. Okay, I just want to make sure everything's good and I want to notice things about my child. Right. And then it became obsessive. And Mm. I was like, what happened uh to just letting her chill? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Because I don't, but, you know, and I I talk about this with my girlfriends. I'm like, but I don't know how to not do that because that's what I was taught. That's how I was. So how, not, not only do I have to break that, right? but I have to reteach myself and then teach her that's a lot that is a lot it's a lot of pressure and as like someone who has that just you know how much pressure is on her potentially and you're trying to like alleviate that and give her but you're raising her in a very it's seemingly like like free way for her like she has a bunch of dogs around her she runs around like I've seen her like barefoot and just like being a free little girl (laughs) like that's like a whole different side but like what is perfect to you is going to look different than it did to your mom I think it's more the validation too it's like okay I am letting her be the creative run around little girl Mm -hmm. but if she doesn't make something is that a fault because Mm -hmm. I let her run around barefoot Mm -hmm. you know right and so you're like oh it's back on me it's it's back yeah it's the second guessing it's like when you're taking a test right you know the answer but you go back and you're like oh maybe 
maybe it was C. I don't yeah. Know, you know? And you, yeah. And then you change the answer and you're like, crap, I knew it the whole time. It's the same thing with, it's the same thing I think in motherhood or just going through life in general with me is if I just went with my gut and I just, I did it. I always knock on wood. I most of the time come out pretty good. Yeah. With, whether it's a lesson mm. or whether it's a win, mm-hmm. I've come out great. I don't know why I'm so scared at this moment in my life to to do, to do anything, Mm. you know? Yeah. Like it's potentially what's going on in our world and we're like just the timing after, you know, COVID. And then it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's very, it's kind of what's going on in the world, but also it could potentially have something to do with how old your daughter is now. It's like, you're kind of at this, like, well, she's a toddler now. Like it's a, it's a different thing headspace then she's a baby how do I care for a baby now you're like okay yeah there's a kid I'm taking care of right how can I how am I raising this kid versus how am I nurturing this baby right it's just a whole different headspace yeah and you mentioned like um you talk a lot about your grandmother and like being Thai and um I know that like she means a lot to you yeah do you want to talk about that oh yeah I mean and and that's kind of where you know I feel like the the stuck moment right it's like I wish I had a million dollars to just continue to drive or fly home or have her here yeah. Um, because my grandmother was such a big influence in the um, go with the flow style. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because she had no control. She came here and didn't even know English. Yeah. So she really kind of embodies the, the spirit that I want river to get, which is life is going to be spinning around you, Mm -hmm. but there are things that you can control, which is your peace. And yeah. my grandmother does it flawlessly, whether she believes it or not. She mm. does it flaw. I mean, the woman literally went into a hospital and was like, I'm going to be out in three days. I'm not <laughs> dealing with this. Right. She had, a, she literally fell on the floor, had a concussion, oh, got gosh. up two minutes later. And just by the grace of the universe, it just healed so quickly to take care of her family. And within a week, she's making meals and having video. Oh over my again. gosh. You know, wow. and she's bionic woman. She really is. But (laughs) I think about her and I think, wow, man, there's so many things about her that I want River to experience. Mm. And then it makes me so emotional to think like, you know, she's in her late 70s. Mm. You know, my my daughter is going to see her grandmother is my mother, who's the the wild rock star, you know, crazy. And I love my mom, but we just went through so much because she was a young mom. Yeah. Um, And. I, and the empathetic, the home cooked, the, you know, visits to Thailand to see that family, like that's all starting to fade. Mm. Um, and so you, it just makes me sad that like, I'm like, wow, we, we moved away. Mm. We moved so far. I can't just put her put us on a flight. I can't just right. put us on a, on, you know, on a woman and that, and that motivation of that ticket to Thailand, I can't do right now, right. you know? Um, and, and even that's if I like was more there, that stuck feeling again. Yeah. Yeah. And even if I was there, how would I teach her to experience that? Right. It's not, I lived through the experiences of my grandmother, right. but I'm still not fluent in Thai. Yeah. I still don't know every custom. I still, you know, mm. all the family there, would I be able to find them? And so this person who I held as such a spirit guide through my life is fading. And mm. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do it without her because other than that, we're just like living in Nashville, like a normal, just a normal, like, like just normal, right? There isn't any, there's, there's not much culture. I understand what what you're saying. Yeah. Like there, but I say all that and then the universe always gives me a gift. So there's this 
poke place that I love so much in <laughs> Mount Juliet. Okay. And I, I don't know how I found it. It was just on a random off day. And I realized I really loved the poke. Right. Okay. So I kept going back. You'll have to share with me later it's which so one good. it is because I love poke too. Um, but I really liked it because they, they didn't like do, you know, they do spicy mayo yeah, in Nashville yeah. and they just throw spicy mayo over it. it this is not it. So it was super fresh ingredients. The, the food was really yummy. The service is great. And the woman is so nice. She reminded me of someone. I couldn't put my finger on it for a very long time. And then River and I went there for lunch one day mm-hmm. and uh, I heard her speaking and I knew it was Thai, like just immediately yeah. knew. And I said, can I ask you, you know, your, your nationality? Because yeah. it, that language is familiar to me without, cause I didn't want to like, you know, yeah, say, I'm Thai, assume, you know? Yeah. and she was like, oh, I'm Thai. And I said, I knew it. I just, yeah. and then I, as soon as she said that, I go, you remind me of my grandmother, Aww. just like over, overly sweet, like just this personality, this very bubbly personality uh wanted to make sure you got enough to eat you know loved river like just kept talking about river and so um i, I was like there there it is there's that little thai person i needed <laughs> in my life you know yeah and i'm like facetiming my grandma i'm like oh my god and now you know we oh say, cute and in, in the every time we go in and we you know i give her my grandma's like hot peppers and things like that so i i say all that and i'm like okay maybe i can't give her my experience mm. but i can give her and experience That's her good. own experience and yeah. taking her to Thai Tennessee right when they have like the the Thai festivals yeah um, like one I think it's like once or twice a year now I, we can go do that I can yep. take her to the temples you know I can we can save her a trip to Thailand we don't have to necessarily see family but I can show her that culture I can right. introduce her to other cultures and yep. how to respect and love those things and through that maybe she'll find a love whether it's for Thai culture or for I, any you know Asian African whatever culture it is if she finds herself respecting the culture first maybe she'll find one to love and then that's her experience yeah that's really good advice because as you know like being indigenous too it's like it is that kind of weird I my dad was raised with one thing yeah you know he was like on the reservation every summer with his grandparents who like yeah he just like was raised as a native kid like that was like his life um and then mine which is like my dad like my dad had those experiences and he taught me what I knew. Like I grew up going to powwows and fancy dancing and like all these things. It's like, I want to do that for my future kids as well, but I'm not going to have my dad or his family. Like they're not around us. Like right. they're in they Canada. They can't guide you through it. No, I, yeah. they, they can't guide me. And also it's like, it's up to me to re acquaint myself with all of the things one I was taught as a kid or two the things I was never taught because my dad was also assimilated and was his mom basically I mean named him Jeffrey tried to make him as white as possible you know because she was also Mexican that that was my 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 thing too is I so my mom and the reason why I talked about my mom is she was very assimilated I mean went to like Irish jigs and things like that (laughs) oh my gosh so so my grandmother almost skipped a generation yeah she came here and was tried you know basically had to whitewash everything that she was yep and then I came along and yep. I was like, I want to go to Thai school. Yeah. I want to go to Thailand. I want to do all this. And she was like, this was it. She, she says it. She's like, you were the, I always call you the fourth daughter because you were the first one that wanted to learn. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. But, and that's, that's very similar to like kind of my situation. And again, being the oldest daughter too, it's like, you do feel like you were like, you were almost in the previous generation almost yeah. in a way, weird way. The You're like this soul. bridge. Yeah. yeah. It's like an old soul situation. And yeah, it's like how. I guess I can't, yeah, you can't give them your 
upbringing. You can't yeah. give them your experiences with, you know, my aunts and uncles that are the people who have taught me a lot of things. And like, yeah. you know, I, they're, my kids aren't going to have those like same experiences, yeah. but yes, we have like powwows. We just had one this weekend in Nashville. I can bring them to that. And like, and like I, I can incorporate things that weren't exactly how I was raised, but maybe a different yeah. perspective. And that, and that will be good enough. Yeah. And that's where I'm, that's where I'm at is that that is good enough because yeah. I can't be expected. I'm, I am not my grandmother. I didn't grow yeah. up in Thailand. Right. You know, right. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, a true Buddhist all the way up until 18 years of age. Yep. Like I didn't, that wasn't my first language. Right. Those, those, you know, that food wasn't my first food. So now I'm incorporating that tradition and my interpretation of it. And yeah. that is, that is what will be good enough. Because yeah. Then, 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 and it's on river to, you know, engage with that and then build on that. Mm. Right. Cause that's all I can give her. Yeah. I'm going to ask a weird kind of intense question, but yeah. like you, you don't have to answer it, but do you ever feel, cause I will admit I feel this way sometimes. Do you ever feel because of how we're living in Asheville, Tennessee, you know, the partners we have, like just how we're just kind of living our lives. Do you ever feel, well, one, the imp imposter syndrome, but two, almost as if when you're like learning your culture and like trying to pass it on or trying to teach other people, do you almost feel like you're appropriating your own culture? Oh yeah. The good, good thing. The, the most encouraging thing though, is that the people in my culture mm -hmm. never feel that way about mm -hmm. me. Right. Mm -hmm. So as yeah. long as I'm not like, I, and I, you know, and I'm very respectful of, of where that is, but I, every time I go home to Thailand or every time I'm in a temple or every time I meet somebody like the lady at the poke place, they're excited that I share that with yeah. them. You know, yeah. it's, it's mostly, it's mostly the white people around me that are like, well, you're not really that Thai. You right know? and I'm like whoa, 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 whoa first off can't tell me that right yeah. and then and then I then I feel that way then I'm like okay well am I am I not allowed to have like you know am I not allowed to cook certain foods the same way or is it not as good or am I not allowed to have you know the the little temple in 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 the back of the room mm. and it really isn't it really isn't the people in my life it isn't my family in Thailand it isn't my grandmother those people want me to celebrate they get excited that mm. I celebrate it and that is all the encouragement I really need yeah but it does it that. does it does suck when I'm like well I'm Thai and they're like oh you know Sawadika. and that's really I'm like I can do that and count to 10 you know that's, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that kind of sucks I wish I knew more you yeah know? but I mean, we both I mean I understand I do but too. then again it, it wasn't it wasn't our quote-unquote fault it, it's and it's nobody's fault it's right. just that we are the third generation or the fourth generation of mm -hmm. people who, when they came here, felt that they had to shed their yeah. skin yeah. to fit in. And now we come back and we're like, absolutely not. It's like, almost like we've got the ancestors in the past being like, nope, she's mm -hmm. back again. Yeah, she's back again. <laughs> well, now we're like safe to do it. Yeah. You know, so we, I, yeah, we can't blame them for what they had to do to survive. Right. It was a survival mechanism. And yeah, my grandmother spoke Spanish and that was like her first language and but she like didn't speak it to my dad my dad was the youngest so he he really didn't get any of his like the indigenous side or like his his mom's Mexican side because she's also Mexican indigenous yeah and so like he's like picking up pieces and passing it on but anyway so yeah we are like that third generation where it's like they didn't speak it or mm -hmm. to you know their kids I don't they know if your mom did my, my mom was actually very 
she's going to hate for me for saying this, but, <laughs> but, and I believe her do- her sisters were too. So there were three daughters that my grandmother had. And I believe that they, we grew up in a very, um, you know, Italian Irish neighborhood in mm, Philadelphia mm-hmm. and it was pretty aggressive to fit in. And mm-hmm. I think that through those experiences, they became almost embarrassed mm. that they were something different. And so by trying to fit in, you know, and it wasn't really again until I, I got made, I remember getting made fun of and, and getting into a fight. Right. So like back then, I think my mom's response was to flight, you know, I'm, I'm fight all the way yeah. and she was flight. Yeah. And I can't blame her for that. Yeah, right. Of course. Because she just wanted to get through. Yep. She had the mother that couldn't speak English. Yep. I had years of experience with yeah. fighting. Right. Yeah. So I was ready to go and go forward. And that's, that that makes sense what you were saying is like that the 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 scare the fear the the freedom to live that culture wow we we really do have a really we we've a we've a really great opportunity to bring everything that yep. was almost lost back yeah you know but it's a lot of pressure it's a lot of <laughs> it's a lot of pressure are there any like specific um like things from your culture that you have implemented into like well, one, your life and like your lifestyle, but also in how you're raising River. Uh, so, I mean, it's not really cultural to Thailand, but my grandmother grew up on a farm in Thailand. Okay. Um, yeah. She had the rice fields. And, and so when we go home to Philly, my grandmother's entire house is a huge garden. And there's, I mean, there's almost anything you can imagine. And mm. if she likes the plant and she sees it on the side of the road, she's putting it in her garden and she's growing it, right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so I, uh, I started gardening and I honestly, it wasn't until this year that I was even very good at it, but I watched River in the garden and, and the lessons that you can learn from there, just the simple mm. of, you know, taking care of something, taking care of the earth mm-hmm. um, and building something. And then from there, finding the ingredients, right? So we can you know we kept the tomato plant alive great so now let's <laughs> now let's put in thai uh like thai hot peppers or thai eggplants yeah. um, and get her into those foods um i really do uh we have a thai tennessee here in murfreesboro of all places and uh, a couple times a year they do um celebrations with you know food and the monks and festivities and i bring mm-hmm. her there and so she can listen to thai music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and then my grandmother every time my grandmother comes home she, we, we, she makes traditional thai meals for my daughter oh. and um that's really where we're starting and then with language you know so just kids in general you want to teach them as much as you can so that they you know they they're sponge they get right so you know the 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 normal is english spanish because Mm -hmm. it's a great way to be bilingual but now we have thai so we'll watch you know a show in english like right now it's in canto is our favorite one so we'll watch in english (laughs) we'll watch it in spanish and then i'll find somewhere on youtube that has like a thai version of it so she can hear it yeah just so she can start to understand the language a little bit um I don't obviously without speaking it in the house every day she's never going to get there but at least she can learn and appreciate it well she'll be like at least at the very minimum like she'll be able to walk to a place hear someone speaking Thai and be like hey what's your nationality like you know same sort of conversation that you had yeah you give her that you know the brain wiring she's so little like she's she's gonna recognize the language yeah and I think with my grandmother you know we didn't grow up with any any money um, my grandmother lives in the house that I grew up in and mm. my, 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 my mom and her sisters grew up in as well. And so I think one of the other things that I'm bringing back is the sense of family. My Thai culture is very, you know, family, Asian culture in general, very mm. family based. Um, and I wanted to bring that back in the sense of giving her experiences. Yeah. So 
that's pressure of having the big house. I think about it. I'm like, actually, I would rather, you know, instead of spending $10,000 on balloons at a birthday party, let's Mm. go somewhere. Yeah. And hopefully those experiences where we go are much more cultured. Like, so if we, we, like, for example, her first year was in the Bahamas, which everyone's like, oh, that's a great, you know, vacation. But we went to Marsh Harbor. We Mm. went to like, you know, Mm -hmm. we went, we wanted to hang local hang. I wanted her to be more of uh, around people. And that's probably what we'll do from now on is obviously safe places overseas but right more that's involved in um community and culture versus yeah. like you know a four seasons is great but it's great time. to stay there but then you can go excursions <laughs> yeah. like and go out yeah. and like find the locals because that's that's what's important is is just you know we live in nashville even though it's becoming more diverse is very it's very white it is very you know, white yeah it was one of the starkingly different things moving from miami that i was like huh, i don't know where i am you know <laughs> right um and I, I don't want River to lose sight of that. Yeah. Um, and it's very important, you know, obviously not to appropriate, but to to immerse yourself in others' cultures course, for yeah. the sake of respecting everyone. Yeah. 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 I feel like we are moving away from being so scared to appropriate. Like, I feel like the more we can learn, the more. Because yeah. that was the whole, like, I feel like the fear of appropriating was also somewhat under the umbrella of, like, I'm, I'm colorblind like I don't see co- yeah. like whatever and I'm like no 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 see it experience it be respectful of course but like recognize our differences recognize that this culture has this like type of uh, traditions and whatever like there yeah. is beauty in recognizing that no we are a rainbow of <laughs> cultures yeah. and a well, rainbow I also, of people I think people under misunderstood appropriation that's why it was such a weird trigger word for me yes I was like look if you think about what people were getting upset about it's when you put it on as a costume or when you right. are at a party and you're, you know, making a certain um, accent, right, as <laughs> yeah, a funny, or right. you're making fun of that culture. If you're that's traveling, when it's not okay. <laughs> wait, if you're traveling and someone says, "Hey, you know, you should go enjoy this," and and uh, I know somebody that can put you in the, you know, traditional dress, and that culture is engaging with you to right. experience that, right. and you're doing it in a respectful manner. That's not appropriating. It's when you go out on Broadway and you're wearing a sombrero, right? It's yes, like, come on, it's very. It's very uh, easy to recognize appropriation. Right. You know? it. Yeah, it really doesn't take a lot of thought, but, no. like, not a lot of people are very good at critical thinking yeah, these true. days. Yeah. So, you know, we're working on it as a society, I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so all that, like, being said, you know, you have this cute family unit with your partner and with all your dogs. How many dogs do you have? Four. Four. Yeah. Four I dogs. would love another one, but I'm not allowed to. So maybe it'll be a chicken or a donkey later. I don't oh my gosh. A donkey? I really want a donkey. Just just for the heck They're of it. They're just so cute. I love that. You know? And I mean, chickens, I can see like there's eggs. Well, just, I mean, but chickens are just, they're the, they're dinosaurs. I, it's not even for the eggs. It's the fact that I want a mini dinosaur living with me. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. They're, they're wild. They're, if you ever look at a chicken, you're like, you are a prehistoric creature. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes. You've lived lives. You've you know? lived lives. And that, I need, I need that kind of, you, you know, need that in your life. I need that history. I need, I need, I need uh, animal spirits to come through and to guide me and my child, you know? That is hilarious. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Okay, well, can we talk about a little bit about your relationship with your partner? Yeah. So you guys are not married. Is nope. that a conscious personal choice for you guys? It was for a very long time. Okay. I um my I, I keep going back to my mother, right? This is the generational traumas we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mother was married a few times. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with it. it. It's nothing to shame for her, but it's just something that it it shaped me. Yeah. And it shaped me in the way of saying, well, 
one, what is marriage? Yeah. And why is it important? Mm -hmm. Because it feels like when she did do it, it was, there were obligations that were needing to be made, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to get to A, from step A to to B, you had to do this. Mm. Children being one of them. Yeah. But I was born out of wedlock and I, and I, I was raised with support. And so I fully believe, not that anybody should aspire to be a single parent, but I, I mean, honestly, I think there's some really great things as I say that, but I understand the, the hardships of being a single parent, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, but I think what made me feel so bad was I know with the support system that I had with my family and my friends, um, that I, I still came out on top. Yeah. And so it's not impossible as long as there's love. Yeah. And not that I ever wanted to physically put my sis, myself in a situation of like a single parent, but I just didn't understand why if I didn't get the sanctity of marriage mm. and it's probably because of my thought on religious freedom. Mm. And a lot of people in Nashville are probably never going to be my friend again, but <laughs> I, I had a long history of life, uh, questioning faith. Yeah. Uh, for a lot of reasons, um, a lot of things you're that happened in the in right bed. spot. You're talking to the right people. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> it just it just felt like this book of text and someone who's standing in front of me uh, claiming to be infallible, which has the same medical makeup as me, is a human being, mm-hmm. so cannot be infallible. Mm-hmm. Probably picks their nose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> definitely poops every day. Yeah. You're like you. How are you? the beacon of more moral authority than I. Mm -hmm. And so unless I understood text and I took it for what it's worth, like Buddhism, I I love uh, the ideas of Buddhism and and the symbolism of Buddhism. Even, I mean, even Christianity has its great, uh, great text. But I grew up in uh, a religious freedom household. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was Buddhist. She came over, had to convert to Christianity in order to get married. Mm. Right. So that set me off. So I was like, oh, so somebody told you that you had to convert in order to get married. Right. That's kind of tough. Right. Um, and then my aunt, my aunt married into a Jewish family and there's a lot of really great freedoms in there, but in the same, in the same question, right, they got married and then they had children and then it was like, well, what, what family, what religious, what religion is a ch- child going to follow? Cause that mm. for us makes us realize, you know, family members on either side, which one is worthy and which is not. Right. Right. So then I was like, mm, why are you questioning worth based on how you believe in God? I don't get this. None right. of it made sense. Uh, and so what I loved about my aunt was that she took both. So she, so my, my, my little cousin, I'll never forget. She's like five years old and she's like, it's Hanukkah. Santa's coming. And I was like, great. That's cute. Um, that needs to be like on a card, but the big (laughs) holiday card, Santa's coming. (laughs) but the biggest, uh, I think catalyst to religion and how I feel about marriage and how I felt about everything was. Uh, I was in fifth grade and my teacher was a uh, like just hard on uh, the fire and brimstone type mm. stuff. And I remember my mom said she came home and I was like under the stairs shaking. Aww. And I kept telling her that I was scared to do anything wrong because that meant I was going to go to hell. Which yeah. she then found out was the entire course of the uh, what she had said all day long. Yeah. So naturally my mom goes <laughs> to this teacher and basically all but beats her up and makes her cry. <laughs> And as she's doing that, my grandmother, who knows very little English, yeah. comes from multiple faiths at this point, says, um, you know, I'm your grandmother and your mom's your mom. It's kind of like God can be God, right? Yeah. Like there's just, that is, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and if you believe, if you truly believe that God uh, or whoever is <clears throat> the maker of the universe, 
That's almost like a creator. It's almost like a parent. Yeah. As a parent, I would never want to see you suffer. Yeah. And so whatever you believe, know that the, you know, the universe, God, the force of the forces of all of them, the fates yeah. um, are designed in your favor and they would yeah. never want to see you suffer. Why would they make something to want to see it suffer? Mm. And so that's beautiful. Yeah. And I, so as I think about marriage, um, I watched a lot of suffering mm. and I couldn't quite grasp why you would marry someone just to make them suffer. Why you would want to, why would say you would have this unconditional mm. love just to make them suffer. I now know differently, but this is where I was. Sure. Um, and so what I felt was that I was being forced into something for government reasons and <laughs> I, you know, I had to be a certain one and it could be wrong. So if someone, if I said, I, you know, I married a church, they'd be like, why didn't you marry a synagogue? Right. And then, and I felt like, well, if I didn't do it the right way, then didn't, was it real? Right. Right. Um, and that was just too much pressure on me. And I thought love is love. Mm-hmm. If I want to be with someone for the rest of my life, then I'm going to choose that every single day Yeah. and a piece of paper or a ceremony, you know, filled with $80,000 and people that are going to complain about a DJ and food that doesn't, um, it, it, it's not important to me Yeah. as is the relationship itself and the commitment to each other. It, yeah. it didn't feel validating to have to do all those things. Now, as I'm older and with a child and I've had to travel having different, cause I gave, I gave her his last name. Okay. Yeah. So by the way, if you have a different last name than your child, make sure you get all the stuff. Uh, you, have to, you have to bring like the birth certificate and all of that stuff. You get stopped and for good reason. Oh God. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're planning on having an entirely different last name than either of our last names for our oh, kids. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, so noted. Yeah. We'll, we'll so talk. Bring them all. Or breast <laughs> You're like, I'll just squirt breast milk at you. If you're, if you're really um, but they, uh, for her, um, I think if, you know, if and when he's ready, I now know the, the years that we've spent together watching him be a father, Mm. if it meant something to him and to her Uh that we were together, I would totally do it. Yeah. Not because I feel that it's validating and necessary for me, but I feel if my daughter wanted to see her, her daddy and her mommy together in a ceremony, sure. Then I would do it really small, really, really intimate yeah and special together. for her special for us yeah you know? yeah right because it for me it's between us and the fates right right and the fates and the fates yeah so i just not that i i think that the, the idea of marriage of being together of committing to each other that's important mm. um the paperwork and the the never-ending suffering that i saw and the 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 quickness to divorce that's what really scared me because i was like what if i don't make the right decision yeah but that's all interesting in myself my gut and my partner yeah you know well if adam and i had waited a year or two before getting married we would have not gotten married not because like or we would have at the very most we would have eloped probably because neither of us care um like he has a um Roman numerals tattooed on his hand and it's not our wedding day. It is the day I told him I was going to break up with my fiance. I love that. (laughs) Um, so he like knew that was the day we were like going to be together for, he was just like, we're soulmates like that. This is it. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so our wedding anniversary, it's, it takes a lot. He, he loves to plan like dates and stuff. So it's like, he likes to take initiative and like plan something for our anniversary. But like 
just quite honestly, I don't care. Yeah. Like I'm the same way. I'm I, like, oh. I don't, I don't care about the, the, the day the government recognized that we were like right. together. Like right. it doesn't mean anything Plus, to me. Well, as you're saying that too, it's really hard for me saying anything about the government because <laughs> the fact that the government would have to recognize my marriage and not someone else's in equal rights. That's yeah. what really bothers me as well. That's right? well, like, yeah. Oh, so you'll give me a piece of paper, but not somebody else. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, fuck that. Right. right. Like, like why, why do I have to? I'll, I'll put my marriage in a trust so that you, because by the way, I, you, I don't want you to control anything of my life. Yeah. But I also <laughs> don't, you don't get the right to give me the right to love somebody. I just, none of it makes sense. Yeah. You know, I agree. But I do understand community. I do understand feeling supported yeah. by the people that you love. And that's probably another reason now I think about it <laughs> because <laughs> I don't have a lot of friends and family. Not that mm. I don't love people, but I just don't have, I have like a very small group that I call core. Yeah. Um, you know, my family is very small because they've, you know, my, my grandmother, my grandparents, my grandparents moved very far away from everybody else. So mm. there's what, 10 of us. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't feel like I need to stand in front of an entire community of people that may not be there yeah. when, the dust settles. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. I'm all over the place, but I still, I still don't think it's necessary. Yeah. No, I no, no. Know. I, I hate that. that. I, I, people are going to kill me for it. No. I, I know there's so, there's such a like cognitive dissonance about marriage, right? You're either like completely for it or completely against it. And I'm neither. I'm, I'm. You're open to it, your mind changing. And yeah. that's like, I think the most important part is like you, you can have, an, you can hold strong opinions. Like, yeah. We, I think we both do, but what keeps us like going every day is the fact that like those can change. Yeah. And I think that's like important to remember. And you say like people are, are going to kill you for it, but like, first of all, our listeners are very much in line with like a lot of what you're saying and speaking about. A lot of them, um, have like similar situations and that's why I love our community. Yeah. I mean, maybe Nashville as a whole, like it's a different spe- like specific thing, but like our listeners are from like, yeah. first of all, everywhere. They're not just Nashville. Um, but like, they're like so into it. So you're definitely in like Thanks. good, like a good but you space. Know, but you know what I mean? People <laughs> think like if you don't want to get married or you don't believe in like the ceremony and all that stuff that, that you're one foot out the door. And that's not what I'm trying to explain at right. all. Like, right. Like I'm right, right. very much a single committed person, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm mono when it comes to relationships. I put my heart and soul into one person and that is who I commit to. And saying all of that, I, I, you know, if that person ever came to me and said, you know what, it's important for me to have this and I love them that much Mm -hmm. that I would do that. But personally for me, it's just not like I didn't grow up wanting to be a princess. Yeah. So I don't grow up wanting a big marriage. I didn't grow up wanting those. I grew up wanting to live on my own, have a life that I love with people that, that love me back. And that, that was my biggest goal. And I feel like I've lived that. Yeah. 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 I love, um, I also love what you wrote in our questionnaire about curiosity. Mm -hmm. So I actually, I'm going to read that real quick because I'm, I'm interested in like how that plays into like your spirituality and all that. So, okay. So the question is, how would you describe curiosity and what role does it play in your life? And Brittany answered, I think curiosity is intuition's playful cousin. It's part of my way of thinking and creativity. I'm always saying I'm curious. I think the old, oh, how do you say that word? Uh, Is it adage? The old adage, yeah. Yes, okay. I think the old adage is wrong. Curiosity did not kill the cat. Complacency did her in. Uh, 
I was yes. like, that's the cutest I, answer. That's what I go by my whole life. Oh, because think about, think about intuition, right? You're, like everyone says, go with your gut. If you really think about it, your gut is basically a little tiny, like curious thing going, huh, yeah. something doesn't feel right. Something Literally. doesn't act right. Yep. Just because you're, if you're not con- completely curious, then you're complacent and mm-hmm. you're, and that's really where intuition goes to die. Well, we know that like anything that remains stagnant, like, it doesn't if, do well. It doesn't. No, it doesn't do well. It will rot. Like right. it just stays where it is and just rots. And it's like we know that even in the physical way, like for our own bodies, like in order to take best care of our health, like we need to move yeah. our bodies. Yeah. Like also when you think of curiosity killed the cat, right? You think about a cat. I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure she sat by a window and something got her. Like you're just like, you yeah. know, like I, yeah. I want you to be. I want I, I think living curiously is people get a sense again that curiosity has to be this this hustle mm. and it doesn't right I, right i get curious about i mean i have a, i showed you my bite mark i get, <laughs> I get curious about my garden and i go too far in the garden i get bit by a bug right like yeah. it's, it's fine things are going to happen that's how life lessons go yeah but if i never got curious about could i could i grow this one thing right and it did well i'm like hmm, can i grow this other thing and now i have this big beautiful garden that i get to share with my daughter and that doesn't pay bills it doesn't do, it doesn't give my instagram any more following in fact i probably lost them because everybody thinks i'm you know the crazy like garden, garden lady, lady. <laughs> i love it but it brings <laughs> me joy yeah and i think that's what's important is is what you're curious about it should spark some kind of creativity it should spark mm-hmm. some kind of you know what this doesn't if 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 it's moving you it's moving you to something and there isn't anything wrong with being objectively curious your entire life because that's how you grow right and I think a lot of people too especially now take anything that you share online they're like oh this is like now her identity her brand her like this is what she is now and like no I just have a I just have a fucking garden. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not like yeah. trying to teach you how to be a gardener. Like I might share tips because I want to, but I'm not like, that's not who I yeah. am now. And the, oh man, Instagram's the worst right now. Cause that, the same thing right is with River is I had a baby and everyone's like, oh my God, now she's Miss Mom. And I'm really not, I just don't, that's what's interesting to me in this right. part of my life is yep. watching a little grow. And I, I have my feelings about mom influencer so trust me i am not going to make my kid do crazy dances i'm very adamant that i'm not going to expose her too much online yeah but i i do think that there's something to be said of like you i i come from the gener the first generation of instagram Mm -hmm. we do right Mm -hmm. when it was just like a picture i thought it was just a filtering app like i literally was crazy filters you know the ones that like had like the edging around yes i posted with those i literally didn't know it was public. Like I looked one day and this was probably a year after having Instagram and I had like 400 followers or something. And I was like, what people can see I'm posting. I thought it was literally just a, like a filter, like a photo editing. Think about like MySpace or Facebook or any of those things for us. They were, they were photo albums. They were a way to digitally document your life. Yep. And it wasn't really until recently with like TikTok and Instagram reels that people made it a content and yeah. content creation and what is it so a lot of times what i'm posting it's just because i'm like wow my my kid climbed the tree that's kind of cool click you yeah. know i'm not I, I i don't really have and that's what probably makes me a terrible influencer is that i don't really find i i have a hard time with content creation yeah because i have a hard time with stopping the moment creating something that will be exciting for somebody else and then making sure it gets posted right yeah just kind of a weird world. It has taken a turn, I feel like, recently. I do feel like the video element has made it something 
very different. Yeah. Like I, I feel like I'm coming back to just like wanting to post photos again. Cause I'm just like, I just, I, I yeah, I don't want to stop my life and just, just be recording something so I can hopefully get like, like I don't, yeah. I'm like not caring about that anymore. Well, it, 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 I think the biggest catalyst to that for me is when you watch something happening, like let's just say, I mean, a concert is probably the easiest uh, example of it, but anytime something crazy is happening, it never fails that there are at least four cameras taking a video of it. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. And I just, I, I stop and I think about uh, like if I was in slow-mo, like I just want to be the person sitting in the back watching it happen. Yeah. I don't need, there's seven other people. Um, where were we? We were someone, there was some celebrity, right? And of course there's cameras out and I just sat back and I'm like, someone's got a picture of this celebrity here. So I don't, I don't need one. Yeah. You know, I, whatever happened to just being present in the moment. Yeah. And that goes back to me feeling this constant need to hustle. It's like whatever happened to just being like, Okay, cool. I, I made it. I have this house. I don't need a bigger house mm-hmm. right now. You know, my, my kid's happy and healthy. I don't need more. Yeah. Right now, I don't need more. Yeah. But I feel like the constant pressure of Instagram, the constant pressure of, you know, the, the lifestyle, mm. you feel like you always have to produce more. Something. More. Something. Yeah. It's, it's always like what in the back of your mind. Like also being the p- people that we are, like, We've been radio hosts. I'm obviously a podcast host. Like you have a lot of things going on in your life. Like you are IT for, you know, yeah, I'm coming. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's I'm literally coming. across yeah. your chest. <laughs> <laughs> I um, them, right? And you were on like reality. You were on very ca- cavalry. And it's yeah. like, there's many lives that's made us, um, or identities that we've like essentially worn that have paint us, painted us out to be as if we are, influencer slash social media people but it's like no that's just like how the world works right now I'm not trying to be a social media Mm -mm. person I'm just I do exist there but then you're like wow if I put a little bit more effort I can make so much more money right and your mind goes to the entrepreneurial and you're like oh this is how I'm buying into capitalism all over again but I think about it and I that where it takes me back is culture Mm -hmm. and in culture there are traditions Right. And traditions are sacred because they are passed down to the people that it belongs to. And so I think about everyday life now and I'm like, ah, what is sacred? Yeah. What is something I don't share, mm-hmm. you know, other than like going in the bathroom? Like what <laughs> is there something in my life? I've been questioning the same that thing. That is sacred mm-hmm. that I can pass down to my little and it's just something between us that yeah. the world doesn't have to be privy to. I do think a lot of that has to do with like my culture stuff, I will say, because maybe part of it is because it's, it's like, it's difficult to portray a lot of it online. One, just cause it is period. It's like weird to show tradition like yeah. this on digital form. It's just kind of strange, yeah. but also it's like to some of that's just like for me, yeah. like a lot of people when they, like I've been told this is like forever ago, but somebody was like, if you basically want to be respected as an indigenous woman, like, like start acting like it, like, start acting indigenous and I'm like you have no idea what my practices are because I don't sh- I don't, right. like that's a part of me that I don't show a lot because that's that's sacred to me yeah and it, it's like this pressure of like wanting to to again like educate people and show people like we still exist and like blah 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 but also it's nobody's business either right so the sacred is like hard to just dis- like determine like what 
But here's here's what I would say back to that person is that if you did act indigenous, mm. if you did show those things, yeah, right, that wouldn't be enough either. No, because, it wouldn't because you would be doing it wrong, right? Or they did it in a different way in their culture. Well, they saw somebody else doing it. No, it was like a this was this white sex educator telling me this. Oh, love that. And um, yeah, so. But you know what I mean? They were like comparing me to another person that was native, but was like a native, like their account was like an educational account. I'm like, I'm not, I, that I'm not trying to educate people. But also that's not right. But, but even that person, I guarantee if you looked at that, that, uh, indigenous educator profile, if you Mm. looked at her, his or her comments, I'm not sure who it was, Mm -hmm. but if you looked at those comments, I bet you somebody's like, this isn't right. Right. This isn't how my grandmother did it. This right. Is, right. So, of course. so then they start breaking it down and yeah. it becomes less sacred because then you start getting right. this complex of like, Oh, well maybe, maybe I, I learned it wrong. Right. Or yeah. maybe it was taught wrong or maybe I'm maybe, and then you, then that's when you go, am I appropriating it? Right. Maybe I shouldn't be doing it at all. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's where I'm at with, with life in general. It's like even mother, I mean, you want to talk about bashing people. I have been very fortunate because I don't post a lot of things about river, but mom, Mm -hmm. mom shamers are the worst. I've seen you like share about that. I'm like, I can't even like imagine. Yeah. And they just come out of her head or her eyebrows. Right. Like I can't imagine if I was like, Hey, you know, I'm putting river in this new car seat and you put the, you put them in a car seat wrong and you have 12,000 people telling you that you're going to kill your kid and that you deserve it if you do, because you didn't put your car seat on. Right. Right. Wow. So, why would I want to share that stuff knowing that like, first off, I'm a human being and yeah. you put a car seat on 12,000 times. Are you going to do it right every time? No. Yeah. That's what makes you human. Right. Right. Your kid breaks down. Are you going to always go, okay, honey, let's, you know, the gentle parenting method. No. Sometimes you're going to run into the pantry and cry your eyes out. Yeah. Right. That's what makes you human. That's what makes a beautiful tradition. What makes it beautiful and sacred is that it was passed down from your family yeah. to you. Right. The way that my grandmother makes her gang some isn't the same that some other family 3000 miles away in another part of Thailand did. But that's what makes it that's what makes it beautiful and sacred and tradition for me. Yeah. And so even even online with my daughter, like I'm teaching her gardening. Am I doing it correctly? No. But watching her in the garden explore, you know, she's picking green tomatoes. Who cares? Like those things are what makes the experience so much worthwhile and it's kind of not worth sharing to everybody yeah because it it just sucks my soul right well and the and mistakes that you potentially make in the garden or whatever like that's also she's probably going to learn the most from those things than how than how you did things right she's probably going to learn a lot more from the ways that you messed up you're like oh okay yeah we don't water this too much or we don't we use this soil for whatever it's like she's gonna learn a lot from that not saying maybe not more but she's gonna learn just as much from your mistakes as she does from the things that you do right yeah and that's like maybe just for her you know to know like not everyone else needs to see that in between although I do think you do a really great job at like showing that you're a human yeah (laughs) like not a lot of people do that you know it's just a lot of like the glitz and glamour of like, this is what we did today, blah, blah, blah. And it's like so perfect, whatever. And you have those moments, but like, I think you do a really good job of like sharing the real moments in between as well. And also calling out the haters. Oh gosh. I just, I, I, I'm just like, no, everyone's like, don't, don't worry about them. They're probably bots. And I'm like, no, sometimes people need to like, be called out. They just need, I, I just want you to know that you're not winning. Right. You're not, you don't get to bully me. And it, and it doesn't bother me, but it, I just want, because if you're doing it to me, yeah, you're doing level, it to somebody else. You're doing it to someone else. That's that how I feel too. Them, and I want you to know that this is absolute bullshit and you can't act like that. That's how I feel too. It's like anytime somebody's like, just comes in and like leaves, 
just the nastiest comment like I, I blast them like I yeah. used to do it more often but like I just used to put it on my story and I used and I didn't hide who said what I'm just thankful some influencers that I know that I absolutely love get it so much worse uh, uh there's this one influencer who is body positivity but they, they have a reddit channel on them mm. I mean people just write the nastiest Yikes. things to the point of where she was scared for her life oh and it's that awful. freaks me out. Yeah. You know, like when someone gets so involved in hurting and hating you that they start to invade your safety. Yeah. All because they're, they're what threatened by your happiness. And that, that's, and that's where I'm at. I'm like, you know what? That's scary. None that's of, when you're like, I'm an I'm extra hundred thousand followers was be, would be nice for like profit, but it's not worth putting my daughter at risk. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can fight them off, but. I can't fight them off for her. Yeah. And it's not worth it to me. Do you feel like your time on Very Cavalry like taught you those lessons? Oh, yeah. I think about Very Cavalry and I have so many regrets. Regrets? Okay. Because I think I was so insecure in Mm. those moments about my job, Mm -hmm. my my actual job. Right. You know, um, (laughs) about the what how I was being portrayed. Like I lost I, I, I mean, I lost so much weight not Mm. just because I would see myself and be like "Mm, I don't like this you know Mm. and and Botox honeys everybody out there I love that for you but I I overdid it Mm. like I was like I have to do this and oh I don't like this and I don't like this eyebrow and I got so pinpointed that I was like what what am I what am I doing why and and why right like I, I remember I would get so angry at my ex because when the camera would turn on he would almost be a different person Mm. but what I didn't realize well, so was I. Right? Yeah. Because now I look back and I'm like, you don't sound like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> how do you get, why, you know, do you really sit like, because I'd be, I'd just be like, you know, like the Kardashian. Put your like jaw out. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> oh yeah. Is that what you were saying? I don't understand. Like, I'm like, I don't act like that, you know? <laughs> but I, I think it was a good lesson in when the lights turn on, who are you? Mm. You know, because everybody wants to say, you know, when nobody's looking, who are you? When no one's looking, I'm in t-shirts and in jeans and I'm running in the garden barefoot with my kid. Yeah. But when the lights are on, who am I, what face am I showing? And is it something that I'm going to be proud of later? And I think there are a lot of moments of very cavalry. I wasn't, but I needed mm. it. I needed yeah. to be like, it was wow, that mirror. you need people to love you, Brittany. Mm. God, you need people to love you. And now I'm like, no, I don't need anyone. I need my daughter to love me. I need to be a good mom. I want to be a good partner. I want my dogs to love me. I, you know, like when they get, when I get mad at them, they get sad. I'm like, don't be upset. Oh, you, yeah. you can sit on the couch again. Of you course. Know, like, of course. <laughs> um, I want, I, I, I don't, I don't care. I, this is so morbid, but I used to think about like, if I died, who come to my funeral? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we all think and about now that. I'm like, I don't want a funeral. I actually just want the people mm. I love to cream in my body and, put it over a certain place that I have in my mind where I want to go. Yeah. And so I want to be, I want to be back to the earth. Yeah. Because the earth is what brought me here. Right. Yep. Like I came from the earth and to earth, I go back. Yep. I don't want, I don't need to have, I don't need to be loved by like this huge worldly need to be loved by anybody anymore. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big lesson that's to big, learn. Yeah. It took me 10 years. It does take time. <laughs> and honestly, like if, if someone put lights on me again, I don't know if I would go, if I would revert back to that person yeah. that needs to be loved so well. Yeah. Or I've come through it, you know, it's like pressure test. It's hard to know. Yeah. It's hard to know until, yeah, we're given the same like situations, yeah. same way with like family. You're, people are like, you think you're like, um, you've evolved and you've grown, you've awakened. Well, go back home and hang out with your family. Oh gosh. <laughs> I can't go for more than four days. Cause I know the fifth day is when I break. Yeah. Yeah. 
I understand. I'm like, who? and then you're confused because you're like, who Who am I? I literally just reverted back to like 14-year-old me. Oh, yeah. My, um, my aunt and my mom got in a huge fight the last time I was there. And I just remember uh, I was FaceTiming PJ because I wanted him to see River before we went to bed. And you could hear them through the walls. Oh, and so I said to him, I said, if you ever wonder where my because i because they they they, there's this anger in my family this 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 aggression that the women have Mm. for each other and so every once in a while i have a good snap moment you know and i have to get back into reality but i really have done woosa as much as i can (laughs) the rest of my life yeah but i literally was like i just held it ever so slightly to the door and i was like if you ever wonder the internal monster that i battle Mm mm-hmm here it is mm-hmm. and it, just hearing them like just spew issues with each other you know and you don't want to talk about family drama too much but yeah just watching it you're like wow i was brought up in this fight or flight moment i was brought up this to makes sense defend myself yep. deflect against it fight each other the other is the enemy they're always wrong they can't understand how i feel because they're you know living in my victimhood like yeah there's so much there that you come back and you're like okay well uh that's why i moved ten thousand miles away yeah <laughs> Yeah. So do you have any family that's near? No. None? Mm-mm. No. I will say I, I'm i consistently being refined. I love having my sister around, but she and I are probably have some of that, what you were speaking about, your, your mom and your yeah. aunt. Like you, yeah. We've had those moments. <laughs> Which and, is nice. My sisters are seven years apart from me. So we don't, we, I never got those blow up moments with my yeah. sister. I was always like big sister to them. Yeah. So I never really got the, cause it does let out a lot of good, uh, you, you kind of need those. You, you do. Yeah. We talk, we, we very much like embrace the times that we've had those very explosive like conversations and we're like, yeah, th- I mean, we needed it. Yeah. Like you have to sometimes just plow through whether it be years of like things that have been go- going on, but also my sister and I, yeah, we're three and a half years apart, but I will say she thinks we're the same age. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You're like, I know <laughs> I'm where you sister. are three years ago. I'm, like, I'm very, uh, like, I'm, I'm very aware of our age difference. Um, and that's just being older and she's younger. Like, that's just yeah. how it goes. It's so funny. When, when I was younger, I used to hate that about people. They'd be like, oh, when you're older. I'm like, I am older. Like, I am 18, older. I know life. Like, I'm yeah. good. I have an old soul. Yeah. And then you get to your 30s and you're like, wow, I have absolutely no idea what I was doing. I wish I would have. I, I was around such great people in my 20s. Mm. And I wish I would have just taken a little bit more uh self out of it and really listen to some of those mm-hmm. lessons i think i would be in a different place maybe i don't know but well, you did the best you could at that the, time yeah, like yeah but just like the the absolute invincibility i thought i had in the world yeah you know yep i i I say that my brain feels the same as it did when i was 27 and a half like i've learned lessons of course but i will say 27 below like 27 and a half I'm like I agree I I my wires are the same as they are now right I just I think the same way anything underneath that I'm like I mean she was learning she was like well adjusted she was wise like she she was you know she knew what she was doing for her age she was a pill at 25 but a pill but like yeah and we had a lot that we were like going through like at 25 I was like going through so many changes um, but yeah, I will say like 27 and a half. I'm like, that's when I, I can honestly say I, I started being the version I am now. And yeah. I, I had different, like, I, I think guess your, your resources, core, your, almost like your core values really come out at that moment. And I agree. Like, okay. Okay. I, I've developed 
enough. Yeah, I don't. I would say that there are a lot of things that I came out of right before 30 that I still believe. Now. Yep. Yeah. And I think a big part of that is really understanding nuance. Yeah. And you're like no longer having to be such a like black and white type person. Again, I think maybe at being an oldest sister, kind of oldest daughter vibe, like a lot of our lives can be, we think things are in black and white. We're like, this is right. This is wrong. This is the best way. This is the wrong way. Like, but then I think at 27 and a half, like I said, it's like things started being like, well, I don't know, man. Like people who really think that are also saying this, which doesn't make sense. And people who think like that, it's Mm -hmm. like, then you're like, wait a second. Maybe there's something, whether it's in the middle or maybe I can hold two truths at once, or maybe it's like, there's this realization of like looking around at the world around you and you're just like, okay, okay. Maybe there's well, something else. I think it's else. a commonality when you, when you start deconstructing just faith in general yeah. too. Right. Cause you, cause again, my, my biggest catalyst was like, why are all these people who say that they're like holier than me? Like what? They're just me, but they're like, they're, we're this, we, we're, we both have blood in our veins. Yeah. Like, right. We're both, we're not infallible. Right. And so when you, when, when, you know, for me it was faith, maybe it was yeah. for you as well. But in anybody's life, there's this one thing where you start to question it and then you mm. start and it almost like spreads and you're like, okay, well, if that can't be right, then right. what does it look like over here? <laughs> yeah. You know? yep. And so the, that's the same thing with work. It's like, yeah, people are great at their job. It, it, there isn't a good or bad. It's just, is it, do I agree with it? Yeah. And if I don't agree with it, can I tolerate it? Yep. And if I can't tolerate it, then I got to go. Then it's your responsibility to create your boundary for right. like where you're going to be, who you're going to be around, what you're going to listen to. It's like, yeah. And that's what boundaries are. It's supposed to be about what you do or right. don't do. And it's just so people. funny because we like live in a world where we feel like we have to, there's always a, a moral authority or an authority figure in each of those places. And you're like, well, not really. Right. Because they got there too. Right. They had a journey too. They didn't just yep. wake up at a one-year-old baby and were like, I know all. Yeah. Right. They had to get there and learn their way. And so, so we're doing the same thing. And right. at some point, you know, you have a podcast, you have people who listen to you. That's the same, uh, you know, same as a leader of a church. Mm. People are, people are coming to a conclusion and they can call me pastor Lauren, <laughs> but I, I really believe that. I think it, it's, 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 that's what evolving is. It's, yeah. it's dissecting things. It's reinventing things. It's putting them back together and see if the pieces fit. And that's everybody's journey can never look the same that way. If you do it yeah. that way. Snaps, snaps. We love that. Okay. Very last question. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're an entrepreneur. You obviously have a lot of things that like up your sleeves. We already talked a lot about the things that like, whether it's a slow life or whether it's the like hustle and should I do this business? It's like, but there's, there's lots of wheels turning up in there. Um, and so I want to just like give you the floor to talk about any things that like is exciting you right now or things that you're working on. Um, or like what motivates you in this space? Like what projects are currently buzzing through your mind? Um, so right now I wrote my very first children's book. Um, so I was, a, I was Amazing. a huge, I went to school originally for writing. I love writing. Oh, okay. Um, I, cool. and, and I think that shows somewhat on some of my, uh, like captions and things like that is I mm-hmm. really, I really do feel deeply. And so I like to share that. And because I'm in my next phase, like with momhood, yeah, that was the natural next it makes step. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I really want what I'm really passionate about right now is uh, togetherness and this relationships mm-hmm. that I have with people. So my relationship with my daughter has inspired the writing of the book. My relationship with my grandmother, I really, really, really want to uh, build a, a cookbook with Thai recipes. Oh, awesome. Um, and I think the next natural step after that would be, I don't know, 
honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still in that space of like, where does that, where does that work? Is it a podcast? Is mm. it just, you know, is it, is it getting up every day and building a new house? Is it, mm. I, I, I don't know. What yeah. That would be. Yeah. So. That's really cool. So yeah. is that book like, where is it in the process? I, um, employed the help of my uh, oldest cousin. Uh, no, she's in the middle somewhere. Um, <laughs> she just feels oldest because I, I connect with her the most. Yeah. Um, she's going to be illustrating it. Oh, how yeah. cool. So, yeah. so my cousin, Levy, she's really the sweetest girl ever, but she's, I didn't, it's funny. I went home, I went to her house. They live in Ohio now and I went to go visit and, uh, she was graduating, uh, high school, getting into college. And I looked around the room and I was like, Marina, I did not know that you were so creative. Yeah. You know, cause they went, they go to a STEM school. So I sent okay. my mind engineering. You're right? brainy. You're brainy. Yeah. But I mean, it uses the same brain. Right. It's the right? same brain. <laughs> um, so she was drawing something. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are amazing. I was like, hey, yeah. I have this, this, you know, thing that I wrote for River. I'd love to turn it into a book. Do you think you could illustrate it? And she sent me a few illustrations already that she, she's like, hey, I'm just, you know, putzing around I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah of course you are <laughs> most beautiful illustrations I've seen oh my gosh so I love so that to have, like a family affair together you know? yeah oh that's so cool yeah. well I'm excited and if it does well, then I'll just keep going but we'll see from there yeah no, no no I'm sure it'll be great I mean children's books are like I feel like I'm hearing good things about like that like writing things and doing things that are within your yeah your space like where your head's at like what you're consumed with yeah. and it's being a mom right now and you're like I read books to my kid yeah. like this is what they think too like instagram you overcomplicate it you're like what are people gonna find I, I remember wanting to do a podcast um like two or three years ago and i i was like oh i i really want to do this and um the agency that i work with came back and they're like yeah but like how are you going to like how are you going to make other people interested in it yeah and that really hurt me because yeah. i was like i don't i think it'd be interesting mm. you know and right. so it, the putting on the business brain of something that you're passionate about didn't almost make sense to me because yeah. If you, if you love it, I, I truly believe if you love it and you believe in it, there'll be enough people that Other will Other people will, yeah. And of course you have to, if, if you're attracting the masses, you've got to attract the masses. But I think if, if initially it has to come from the heart. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Awesome. Anything that comes from the heart. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So we'll all be looking out for the children's book (laughs) (laughs) and all the other things that you're like obviously doing. Um, okay. Well, how can people find you? Oh, just at my Instagram at Brittany Taylor. Um, my TikTok is not very good because I have no idea what I'm doing. So just go to Instagram. Okay. Amazing. And I'll put all the links in the like podcast description so Thank they can you. find it because you're Brittany with an I in it mm-hmm. Brittany Brittany mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I Brittany say it when Taylor. I spell it that's out Siri says it Brittany <laughs> you have arrived <laughs> that's really yeah <laughs> that's funny um okay amazing well thank you so much for being on the Thanks podcast today um you really me chat you're awesome oh, you're awesome and uh, thank you and I love your plant thank you so I'm, much yes I'm so obsessed with it yes she is real by the way for all of you who see this yeah, every you've week inspi- you've inspired me I'm gonna have to keep one alive I can't keep- this is this is my hardship right here yeah well I think paying attention to how much water is in it get like I'm I'm sure you have it but like there's like a little stick thing you can see if it's like wet or not in the soil that's how I've I think that's how I've kept all my plants alive is like just seeing if they're uh, needing water or not because yeah. I almost overwatered her and but now I, I, I don't now it's like every two or three weeks oh yeah, yeah see anyway that's just on that note but anyway you guys thank you so much for listening uh we love you as always and until next time bye